In today's show, we're looking at players who might be sell-high options for fantasy basketball trades. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. As always, we're looking at sell highs here. These are not players that you give away. You know, just sell them because they're sell highs. You don't have to trade them away. You can write it out. You can see what they do. But if you get an offer and if you explore an offer that is extremely good value, you take it. And that's the point. And I know there's going to be always people who complain, oh, but this guy was a buy low three weeks ago. How can he now be a sell high? That is literally exactly how this works. If you buy a player low and then their value goes way above what's sustainable and you sell them high, you've won twice. That is perfect fantasy basketball trading. So I don't know if any of these players have been on a buy low list or at any point in the future, in the past, they might be on one in the future. I don't know. But it's about taking advantage of recent trends. And let's look at those recent trends right now and have a look for category leagues, some sell-high players. Chris Paul. Over the last week, Paul's the fourth-ranked player. He's playing 34 minutes a night. He's averaging 27 points per night, which, compared to the 16 he's averaging over the course of the season, is high. He's giving us 7.5 assists, which is actually down. But what is happening is the elite Chris Paul steal numbers are coming back. 2.3 steals. He's shooting 56 from the field and 95% from the line for a true shooting of 67%, which includes 45% from three. It has helped that Devin Booker has been out for three of those four games. So his usage has gone to 31%. There are so many things here that are unrealistic. 56 from the field. Not going to happen. 95 from the line. Yeah, it might. He's at 97 this season. 2.3 steals, 45% shooting from three, 60% shooting from two, 31 usage. All of those things are going to find it really tough to continue on as Devin Booker works his way back onto this team. He was, yeah, he had to yeah, take up that mantle of being the only ball handler, the only creator on this squad. And he did it fantastically. Somehow he's also, he doesn't get injured anymore after you know, six, seven years of continual injuries. He doesn't get injured anymore. I'm not uh, ascribing that to the vegan diet, but something's going on and he just doesn't get hurt anymore. But Paul is a guy that you can look to sell high. Now, <clears throat> when I look, say sell high, I don't mean get a top 50 player back. I mean, if someone wants to give you a top 15 player back, that's what you do. If not, you write it out. If you can't get a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, no, maybe not even Jalen Brown, um, Luka Doncic for you, because he is not performing at the level in category leagues that people may have expected. Uh, a Paul George, uh, Christian Wood, Nick Vucevic, Anthony Davis, a slumping Anthony Davis. If you can't get those sort of players back, you just ride. You just ride what you're doing with Chris Paul. <coughs> you hold it. You see how long it goes. You understand there's a lot that's going to fall off there. 
But he's not going to be the 70th best player. He's going to be the 30th, the 35th best player. So you just ride that production out and see where that uh, ends up. Larry Markkinen, the next guy. Oh, hi, Mark. Markkinen is, over the last week, the sixth-ranked player. It's only two games, but it's still happening. 30 points per game. 12 threes in those two games, six per game. 64% shooting and hasn't missed a free throw. Markkinen's the 48th-ranked player this year. He is shooting at a phenomenal level. And really, why he is this high is shooting only. 85% on his twos, 52% on his threes. Usage is up as well. He's not doing anything in rebounds. He has one assist per game. He has one steal and one block combined in two games. They're always going to be piss poor. That's the same as what he does all season. But instead of hitting three threes per game, he's hitting six. Instead of a true shooting of 66, which is still amazingly high compared to where he's been in the past, he's at 82. I think we view Markkinen as a guy, even over the course of the season, who's probably outperforming where he should be, um, averaging 20 points on 52% shooting. This is a bloke who's never been above 44 before. So there is room for regression, even on his season-long numbers. But what he's been doing over these last couple of games... Without Wendell Carter Jr., and that's part of your selling point when you're trading, hey, no Carter, he's going to have a huge role. You never mind the fact that it doesn't mean that his rebounds haven't changed, his blocks haven't changed. He's just shooting at a phenomenally unsustainably rate, unsustainable rate. So marketing, you're looking to trade for a guy who's in that 50 range. Top 50 would be great. Well, actually, maybe not, because he could be top 50 the rest of the season. If you can get a top 30 player back, Drew Holiday, Jeremy Grant, Clint Capella, um, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Gordon Haywood. They're the names that I'd be looking at. If you can't, and all you can get back is Victor Oladipo, Mike Conley, Toby Harris, I just roll with it. I just let it go. The third guy, the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnsley's been great this year, which is a surprise, to be sure. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Don't get this confused. Harrison Barnes is a great bloke, one of the best blokes in the entire NBA. Love him. I think he's fantastic. He's had two top 100 fantasy seasons in his career, and that was when he was with Dallas where he had 26% usage and played 36 minutes a night. And he just got there through volume of scoring. They're the only two years he's had. This year is his best fantasy season. 63rd ranked player. And he's only doing it on 18% usage. And over the last week, he's the 19th ranked player. How is he so good? Well, he's shooting. 44% on threes. 54% over the last four games. 70% from twos over those games as well, which leads to 61% from the field. And he hasn't missed a free throw in two weeks. He still gets no steals. He still gets no blocks. But what he has done, this is a bloke whose career high in assists was 2.2 per game. He's at 3.5. And over the last week, 3.8. So he has really improved. That was always the criticism of Barnes, is he will score, but he's doing nothing else. Well, now he's doing more than that. He's doing efficiency and he's doing assists. 
And he's also hitting threes at a stupid rate. So while I don't think he remains a top 20 player where he currently is because those percentages aren't going to stick, I think he's going to remain a top 100 player. I still have some skepticism about it. Yeah, based on what nine years of his NBA career of not being this guy versus 20 games of being this guy. But it's happening. He's scoring well. He's putting up great numbers. And you know, I think that we look at him as somewhat of a sell high. Now, again, the 19th ranked player, you're never getting a top 20 guy back. Aim for top 50, a struggling at the moment DeMar DeRozan, an injured OG Ananobi, a underperforming DeAndre Ayton, a panicked DeJounte Murray manager, a struggling D'Angelo Russell. All of these guys I would take in exchange for Harrison Barnes. That is not an exclusive list, but it is a list nonetheless. <clears throat> Better speed this up or I'm going to be here forever. Brandon Clark, sell high player. Really good stuff from Clarky, the 41st ranked player over the last week. 62% from the field. That's not outrageous. He shot 62 last year. One and a half blocks. One steal. He did those numbers in college. Hasn't done it in the NBA though. But my major concern here is the fact that he's still playing these big minutes. And I know Jaron Jackson's not back till end of February. But Valanchunas is also out. And Clark does significantly better when he doesn't play alongside um, Valanchunas. So he's the 129th ranked player this year, Clarky. 41st over the last week, 67th over the last month. I think the, uh, the ideal spot where he ends up is probably around 110, 100. So if you can get a top 70 guy back, very similar to those guys that I was talking about targeting with Barnsley just before. They're the sort of players that I think you should be looking at in a Brandon Clark deal. The last player for categories is Smokin' Joe Harris, who's the 43rd ranked player over the last week. He's shooting 52% from three, which, if you know anything about Joe Harris, is only marginally high. He's at 49% this season. He is shooting 73% from two for a true shooting of 77%. So there's going to be some regression happening there. He's averaging 19 points and hitting four threes per game. He's doing nothing else. He's averaging one rebound. He's averaging three assists. He's getting 1.3 steals, so there is significant room for that to decrease as well. He's a half a steal guy rather than a one and a half steals guy. He's a guy I think we should be looking at as in that 95 to 110 range. There'll be games where he's bad. Two games ago, he had six points in 39 minutes, and then he's combined for 50 in the last two. He's going to provide big volume in his threes. He's going to be a really good shooter, but he's doing even doing that at a level that's a little bit unsustainable. You're not going to get a top 50 guy back for him, but can you get top 75? Can you get a, a, a slumping Chris Boucher? Bud Heald? A slumping Nicole Bridges? Lonzo Ball? I'd do all of those guys for him pretty easily. An injured DeAndre Hunter? Probably. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, yeah, probably do that as well. Let's look at points leagues. <clears throat> ben Simmons, sell high. Over the last week, averaging 44 fantasy points per game. He's under 40 for the season. And while that's not a big difference, it's enough of a difference to make, make you sit up and take notice. Joel Embiid has been out during some of those games. Usage is up to 20. 
He's giving us two steals and a block per game, which is not that far off what he can do. But it's mainly that his usage has spiked, so he's averaging 16 points versus the 13 points that he's averaging this season. He is a guy that I'd look at as a top 35 fantasy points player for the rest of the year, but not a top 20 player. So when you're looking to deal, see if you can... He has been a, a top 20 guy at points in the past. In fact, over the last three years, he's been a top 20 fantasy points player, averaging 42 every season of his career. He ha He's not there this year, but you might be able to get that. You might be able to trade him away and get top 20 value back in a deal. Does, is that like a Rudy Gobert? Trey Young? Christian Wood? These are all top 20-ish type players. Kyrie Irving? Find the, the, the manager that's panicking there with Kyrie. Or just does or hates having him. And there's, those guys are around for sure. But healed. He's a bit of a sell high. The last week, he's the 45th ranked player, averaging 36.5 fantasy points, 38 minutes a night. Usage is the same, but he's hitting his shots at a phenomenal rate, 50 plus percent from three. 21 points per game. This guy's the 87th ranked guy over the season, averaging just 28 fantasy points. And I do think he'll be better than what he's been over the course of the year. He's probably more of a 30 fantasy point guy. I don't think he's a 36, 37 fantasy point guy. So you're looking at top 50 sort of production to, to get back for him if you can. Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, who his managers are completely out on. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. If you want to stomach it, an injured John Wall, who's out now dealing with Achilles soreness, which of course is absolutely terrifying. Pascal Siakam, Rishon Holmes. I think I'd look at all of those guys for Bud Heald. This one's an easy one. Reggie Jackson, who's the 57th ranked player over the last week. As long as Patrick Beverly's out, he's going to have an opportunity. So if I can get any top 100 player back, I'm happy. He's 57th. He's averaging 34 fantasy points. That's undeniable. And as long as Beverly's out, he probably will put up similar numbers. But once Beverly's back, is this dude even going to remain in the rotation? Probably not. So you're not aiming for a top 60 player because you won't get it. You're aiming for a top 100 guy. Maximum Derek White. See if the person who has him may not believe in him. Marvin Bagley. The aforementioned Harrison Barnes, although he's flying at the moment. Darius Garland. These are all guys that I would take back for Reggie Jackson. Jim Butler. Because he's my butler. I can hear my dog politely knocking on the door trying to get in. Not getting in, my guy. Um, Butler over the last week since returning in his two games is averaging 51 fantasy points. He's averaging just 41 this season. I think he can be better than what he's averaged this season. I think he's like a 43-point guy. But the 28 points per game, eight rebounds, six and a half assists and two steals on 32 usage. Now remember, his usage on this Miami team was not that high last year. He is not a 50-point player, I don't believe. And any sort of top 15 player that I could get back, there are plenty of Jimmy Butler fans. There are plenty of people who wanted to take Jimmy Butler in the top 15 in drafts because of how good he was in the finals, which was insanity to me. But people believe that. So aim for it. Jason Tatum, he's the 19th ranked player in points leagues. Steph's the 20th. Lillard's the 12th. Probably won't get Lillard. Vooch is the 18th. Kawhi, people still panic about his injuries. He's the 10th. Anthony Davis is the 13th. Any of those guys for Jim Butler. And the last guy, 
Pretty similar to Reggie Jackson, it's Thaddeus Young, 34th ranked player over the last week, giving us 40 fantasy points. Somehow he's averaging 9.5 assists, 9.5 rebounds, and 10.5 points. That's basically the fat face Ray Felton triple-double. He's not even bringing us the high steals he normally does. And while Wendell Carter Jr. is out, he's going to be a must-roster player. He's actually 109th on the season. I'm not sure that he finishes in the top 100 this year when all is said and done, but you're going to be banking up some top 50 numbers here for a stretch of time. Can you do? Can you get a top 100 guy back? Probably not. Sorry, top 50 guy back? Probably not. Top 100? Rowan Barrett? John Collins? OG Ananobi? The wiki Chris Boucher? Kelly Oubre? I'd consider Keldon Johnson? All of those guys. If I could incorporate... Johnson's probably tough. But Oubre shouldn't be. I'd take Oubre for Young every day of the week. Now, my voice is given out, so I'm going to have to wrap this one up. I'll be back later on with a pregame show. Don't forget, though, to, to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Hit the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.